Hello, and welcome back to Castle Rock Critical. Uh, we've got another different Yay. lineup this week uh, to talk about episode six, The Mother. I'm, uh, I'm joined once again by Lucy. Hello. Uh, and from all the way over in the upside down, no, it's not little gals, it's Len. Yes, roles reversed, not Gareth, but me waking up early in the morning. Welcome, little Len. Hello. <laughs> uh, so we're going to run the usual format today. Overall thoughts and blueberries on the episode, run through the entire plot, get ourselves into King Corner and then get some great feedback from you guys. Um, first off, I'd like to give you guys something that we keep forgetting to do, which is a very simple spoiler warning that we'll be talking yes. about all things Stephen King, not just Castle Rock, books, adaptations, films, TV and the series itself. Spoiler warnings are for narcs. That's why I don't do them. All Very right, chance. Um, so, without further ado, I think it's time to get into our overall opinions. Uh, Lucy, do you want to take it away first and give any newbies a quick introduction to the Blueberry Score? Sure would. Um, for those that don't know, the Blueberry Score is what we use to rate uh, what we're discussing. And the score runs from five, which is the best, and zero, which is the worst. And you can have no halves. No halves. So, no. it's a harsh scale but it is fair scale so what do you think about this episode lucy and what would be your blueberry score for the mother okay i think the episode started quite slowly um but i think it built momentum and it became quite interesting i think rita's search for joy it kind of well i'm sure we'll discuss it but i think it it lurched a little bit but for me, it was also quite interesting to get some background on these zombie people and yeah. what they're actually up to, what what it means a little bit more. Um, it's actually quite hard to give a blueberry for this um, for this episode. Last week, I thought it was really good, as we discussed. Um, I think it's been a bit boring prior to that, so I'm kind of torn. Uh, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it three blueberries. And that's fair. Mm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think there are some aspects to it that I... It was quite a short episode. They actually could have got expanded on certain bits, Mm. I think. We'll we'll discuss it. But yeah, I'm going to... It would be in between a three and a four, but we can't do that, as I've just explained. So I'm going to have to give it a three. Yes. Don't even attempt to do it, Lucy. I won't. Thank you, Lucy. Uh, now, Len, you don't get to rate this week's episode because you've managed to weasel your way into last week's. So uh, I'm going to give my opinions now. Okay. Um, Go. I'm. I kind of. I, I agree with Lucy to an extent. I wasn't gripped by this episode. There were things in it I really liked, and I really enjoyed the last maybe 20 minutes more so than anything else. Mm. I found I found Rita quite irritating. Is that harsh? Mm. I don't know. I think she just... Yeah, I like Rita. Yeah. I think her expectations were unrealistic um, in some ways. I just felt her a bit... I I felt like I couldn't connect with her at all. Oh, I felt quite sorry for her, actually. Mm. Um, I probably should, but I have no heart. Um, (laughs) But as you said, I quite enjoyed all of the gooey, corpsey people. That was pretty good. Um, And actually, I really liked Annie in this episode. So... um, uh, I'm going to give this episode a... Oh, this is hard, isn't it? It is hard. I'm going to give it a four. Okay. I am going to give it a four because it wasn't as good as last week. I gave last week a five. You did? Yeah, it's nowhere nowhere near as good as last week, Emma. No. No. Uh, Yeah, Emma. I'm I'm going to chime in. I'm going to chime in with some uh, disappointing feedback for this episode. 
Um, you, the hype man, disappointed. Yes. The hype man cometh. So last week was an excellent episode of Castle Rock and the act like I didn't get to be in the podcast last week but I did send you my illegal feedback of five blueberries because I thought it was such it a great was very episode. Very contraband. But yeah. We included it. Thank so. you very much. Yeah, I know. I, I appreciate right. that. Um <laughs> yeah, last week last week was brilliant. Uh, the only downside of last week is they should have just like you guys said left it as a bottle episode and stopped going between what's going on with current events like Annie at the bar mm-hmm. they should have they should have yeah. sat that off that was weird that they did that it ruined um, the momentum yeah they should have just left it as the bottle episode uh but uh this week was so boring until the last 20 minutes and if it wasn't not even 20 last 10 minutes if it wasn't for the last 10 minutes this would have been a very bad episode uh it just lacked any sort of uh i just felt any sort of interest even with the goo people uh which i find <laughs> a, ri- a i find that the whole story title. the official title i find that whole storyline grating on me quite a lot because it's it it just feels very tacky at the moment it feels very buffy the vampire slayer and look i love buffy the vampire slayer um mm. but it's it, also boring though yeah, so tacky not, I can get on board with. It is yeah. quite boring. Yeah, it's like every time they switch to that storyline, I'm not loving it. I, I, I'm yeah. more interested in the Annie stuff. Um, and I wonder of, if it's because we know. don't understand what's going on. Well, we do now sort of know what's going on, and it just sort is, of. and it just is daytime TV sort of um, plot line <laughs> of <laughs> you know all. We put them in a little coffin and they come back alive sort of situation. They come and, back French and so they want to drink red wine. Yeah. <laughs> quite yeah, tacky. on the nose again. Yeah. <laughs> so if it, if it wasn't for the last excellent 10 minutes with uh, the Rita, Annie confrontation and then Joy turning up, mm. this would have been a, this would have been a two blueberry wow. episode. It's 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 saved by You've its last 10 minutes. taken on the mantle minutes. of Gareth. Yeah. So I'm, like, I've really enjoyed I've really enjoyed the season. I just think, I think episode four and this one have not been great. I'm going to give it a three. uh, Mm. And I hope that after the dramatic last 10 minutes, the the show can sort of find its feet again. Because, you know, not seeing people like Tim Robbins, who's a fantastic actor, uh, and, you know, just meandering in the wilderness, a bit like Annie at the end of the episode, is not what I want the show to do. So I I hope it pulls itself back around. But three, still a decent episode, but I think if it wasn't for the last 10 minutes, easily the weakest of the season. Uh, because of that last 10 minutes, maybe episode mm. it's better than episode four, maybe. So overall, a pretty underwhelmed response to episode six, mm. all sounds of it. Yeah, hmm. I do think they could have spent more time on it. When I saw how short it was, and a lot of that was actually um, like a previously on and the yeah. credits so it was about 40 minutes long you could have given another 10-15 minutes to it was, expand on certain things and it would have been a lot stronger it was definitely weak and I think uh, you know episode four is still I think the worst so far of this season but I think one of the things we are struggling with is explaining the direction that we're taking here apart from Annie's story because everything else all seems a bit nothing's really happening there isn't much of a plot 
No. Well, I mean, I think there is with Annie, but there isn't so much but with anything else. But is there with Annie? She stole a kid <clears> and she's a bit mad. That's it. That's it, really. We've kind of reached the end of that now. That's, yeah, that's can't, a loop. Can't say mad these days. Can't say anything these days, really, can you? Yeah. So, <laughs> no. no. You get thrown in everyone. jail if you say mad. Yes, that's correct. Well, speaking of that, before we actually get into the plot proper, um, you guys all shut up and it's time for a little advert break. Advert. Mm. Hello. It's that time of the episode where we rabbit on at you for about a minute about the things that we were doing outside of the thing that you actually want to listen to. So I'll keep this short and sweet. Uh, we do loads of other stuff outside of Castle Rock Critical on our main channel, Fan Critical, uh, which you can get on every single podcasting app that you can think of, probably. Um, and even on our website, we've got one of those. Um, some of the other stuff that we do, uh, so Lucy and I will be covering uh, in the theme of Stephen King, Doctor Sleep, in the not coming Dr. weeks. Doctor Strange. We're not covering Doctor no lucy sleep 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 um elsewhere you'll see little gaz and john doing the worst of netflix every sort of month or so they trawl the absolute tripe that is on netflix to find a zero bloob film and then give you an hour's worth of podcast so you can laugh at how much they hated it but the thing that we're doing at the moment that's so exciting is a podcast on the watchman len do you want to tell everybody about that yes me gareth and john gather every week we are the three Minute Men, and we run down every single episode of HBO's Watchmen. So far, uh, it has been excellent. Easily the best thing we've seen this year. And I don't want to be mean to Castle Rock, because uh, I do yeah, love that. probably fair. <laughs> uh, 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 but, you know, Watchmen is only three or four episodes in, so it could easily dive off a cliff. If you are interested in that, go to Watchmen Watchers. It's on iTunes, Spotify, other podcast apps. And if you just search for us, you'll find us. If not, go to our website, fancritical.com. You'll see us on there. Or, uh, you know, might even put the link in the show notes. So check it out. I'm sure that you guys will be hawking the rest of your wares in the show notes for Castle Rock Critical. So if you mm. want to keep up with what it is that we do elsewhere, then you can follow us on all of our social media. We are Fan Critical on Facebook, at Fan Critical Pod on Twitter, Fan underscore Critical on Instagram, and you can even email us, fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. Thoughts, feedback, anything you got, we love to hear it. But for now, it's time to get back into the plot of The Mother. <laughs> We begin this episode with Rita at AA. She had a rough time. I mean, she did get stabbed, lost her baby. Her husband died and paled on, on the stairs. Husband? Were they married? Uh, a fair man. Lover. Baby father. Baby daddy lover. Um, and uh, she talks uh, She talks quite cryptically about how um, she was sucked into the story of somebody else, obviously Annie, uh, and then goes back to her mobile home where we finally see uh, Joy phoning and speaking to her as we saw at the end of last episode. So it brings us all up to date. Um, we don't see much more of that conversation because it's very short and sweet. But then Rita heads over to another room. She heads over to one of my favourite things, a map with red strings on it connecting all the dots and moves a picture of Annie over to Castle Rock because she's Googled the phone number. Um, Len, what did you think of this opening scene? Because pre-credits we only had a, as seen last week. Mm. Yeah, uh, I like Rita. So for me, I I found this to be very tragic and sad. Um because I know you guys weren't happy with it, the episode last week ending with, with Rita answering the phone. I actually quite enjoyed it um, as a little as a little cliffhanger. And I really like the actress. I don't know. I just really like this character. So, you know, I was hoping we'd get a lot more of her this season. I mean, the fact that 
she's a recovering alcoholic and a drug user and stuff like that. And like Lucy said, she felt sorry for her. I felt really sorry for her. Yeah. And I was... I did here, yeah. I, I was just intrigued to see if she would actually get to Castle Rock this episode. Turns out she does. So very fast-paced yeah. sort of yeah, stuff very. there. Do fast-paced, some might say. Mm-hmm. I am. Yes. I, I, I find it quite difficult, and I find it. I find it all quite sad, which is maybe why I'm not so keen on it. Um, but I liked the fact that we've we didn't have to go through and see all of those 15 years of shit because um, mm-hmm. no one needs to be that depressed. Let's no. be honest. Mm. Um, but we got we got a summary of it, and then we got to realise that she spent the last 15 years trying to find Annie, and she's been yep. doing it in a pretty cool way. I mean, Liz, yep. what about you? Yeah, I mean, we all love a, a map covered in red string Damn that straight. maps out the insanity of your mind. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a good start. I actually, I feel bad for Rita and I, I quite enjoyed her as a character and I think she deserved more, really, and I think they could have developed it. And like I said, they've rushed her through this um, in several parts in this episode. Mm. It's very rushed when they could have expanded on it because who knows what else is going to happen in this show because they, they're taking it really slow in some ways and completely mm-hmm. rushing in others. Um, it, the pacing yeah, is a bit odd, isn't it? Very, very odd with... with when it you consider there's not in my mind there's not much storyline around they're, they're not hanging it on much um i thought yeah it was a good a good opening and yeah it's really tragic to do um to sort of hear what she's been through and how it actually would have been for her one thing it just makes me laugh this show i don't think i've ever watched anything that isn't about like cyber hacking where they just use the internet so much to search yeah. for stuff and you just google people's <laughs> phone numbers it's so funny it does like, not work every other scene is just I'm just on my laptop better look this up oh what's this oh free stuff it's just like <laughs> yeah. it's really prevalent and, and it's like watching I Mr. Robot but you're not watching Mr. Robot you're yeah, watching um, not at all it's a Stephen King thing and all, yeah. all, like the, all the information they find out is through googling which is very modern but they're actually using um, Ask Jeeves which is very very advanced no one just she no one knows Google. it she had Google Annie had Google at one point it's very funny just because oh. the misery story is obviously something we associate with like the 80s <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. and now it's been brought up to date it's like how can we shoehorn technology into this story uh, you don't really need Actually, to. Actually, it almost to does feel like that. Yeah. yeah. Makes everything a lot easier, I guess, like finding out your long lost daughter and. Well, whatnot. I mean, yeah. She's still using red string, though. She could have a spreadsheet. It's true. It's true. Gantt chart, if anything. Um, <clears throat> I'm aware, everybody, that that is not the use of a Gantt chart. Hmm. Um, okay, so while this, after this happens, we've got uh, we've got a series of things that happen all at once. So Annie gets really shit faced in, uh, in the Mellow Tiger, and Ace allows Ace to take her home. Um, I don't know if yeah. she allows it. She's very out mm. of her head. Yeah, well, that's a good point. Um, Nadia is having an argument with Abdi about the fact that he's known that Pop killed their mother for like five years. Um, mm. And Ace kills a random couple in the street and takes them back to the Marston house and shoves them mm. in some coffins. Lucy. Well, I mean, this was a whole roller coaster of things that all happened very quickly together. Twas, yes. Twas indeed. Um, so, so Annie and Ace, let's talk about them first. Yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting that she's obviously now leaning into the, what she believes is delusions. That either she killed him, that's the delusion, or he's not even really there, that's the delusion. Because yeah. they, the two things can't exist. Well, either she imagined killing him, Yeah, he's the walking dead, or he's not exactly. there. Exactly. So either way, she's nuts. She's some, something, she's imagined something when really she hasn't at all. So that was quite interesting. Um, Ace really annoys me in this current guy, he's looking like a preacher. Also, all plastic face. Yeah, he's quite. There's something quite irritating just about his presence. Um, Nadia and Abdi 
moment. It didn't really have much impact for me, I'm afraid. No, I agree. Why didn't you tell me? Like, right, well, that would just destroy your life, wouldn't it? So... Mm. I think for me, one of my favourite parts of this kind of set of scenes was um, the random couple wandering across the street, um, really shit proposal. You know something terrible is going to happen and then all of a sudden um, we're up at the Marston house. Um, and I think that th- this bit is really interesting because we go back to that, like the cavern, right? Yeah. They're shut in coffins, they're covered in goo and shit and all sorts. Goo people, the goo people. Yeah, the gooers. Goo, corpsey. And there were, there were bugs again. Buggies. Their bugs follow them. Yeah, I mean, Len, what do you think about the the goo people? Uh, I just like I said, it's daytime TV. It's it's. What it daytime that... TV do you watch that has gooey people in it? I don't I know. Doctors Goose and charmed, like, down under. Charmed and Buffy charmed. and reruns of Buffy. Um, but what I will TV? say, yeah, it is these days. You know. Yeah. So, In Australia. Yeah, very much so. But what I would say is, it just feels a bit tacky. Season one had a lot of mystery involved with it and Mm. we have said that this season has actually progressed better because it doesn't have as much mystery box stuff going on however i think it's gone too far the other way now where it's like explicitly showing us what is going on and sometimes like in all good horror not knowing is actually scarier than knowing what's going on and, and it's more interesting. It keeps yeah. your interest. Whereas yeah. this, you, like you say, you're just like, oh, so that's, yeah. that's what's uh, happening. You're showing uh, it again. Okay, good. Yeah. And last week, um, not last week, episode four, uh, when me and Gareth covered uh, the episode, we said essentially what is going on because Ace explicitly said so in like some sort of monologue. Uh, and we said it was about the French settlers and they're possessing people um, from 400 years ago. It's essentially what's happening uh, I don't like the way it's happening. They just shut them in this little coffin and they're healed with the goo, the magical goo, and, and then the they come back. Uh, and they and say some words. If, and they say some words. For me, and now we, we're even getting sort of like villain dialogue of yep. Ace talking about Annie. And for me, that's just like taking it from, okay, I can go along with this to this is just too much now. Like this is some sort of, weird oh she's my queen and she's the perfect host for my french yeah. woman it's so <laughs> if you guys don't know what i mean when i say daytime you must see it when i say that because it's just it's too exactly on the nose like i think my problem with it is that i from from my knowledge i don't have anywhere to ground this in the king canon mm, yeah yeah i don't, I don't know where don't. gooey bug people come from hmm and I mean, slight it's just a Tommy shame Knocker's vibes, but not really. If if they were going to go down the route of, you know, Salem's Lot, which clearly they have done with the Marston House and the story. Yeah, but the reality uh, is, is, I mean, not really. Yeah, but there's nothing wrong with going with the vampires. There's nothing wrong. There's no, no. shame in, in them having a vampire storyline, which, to be honest with you, at this point, I think would be more impressive. And if if they were going to do it, just go for it. Like instead, they've sort of maybe gone, oh, uh, oh, we don't want to be too. We want a bit of mystery, but they're telling us everything. So if they're telling us mm. everything, what's the point? Like, do you know what I mean? They should have just gone with the vampires. I I agree, and I think there's probably a way to make them. I don't know, turn them into like heroin pushers or something. Mm. I don't know, like, or maybe just have vampires. Just be brave. Go supernatural. It's not like we didn't go multiple dimensions in season one. Exactly, and and they have gone 
supernatural here. In fact, I would say compared to season one, this has at the moment so many more supernatural elements to it because, it, like I said, the mystery of season one, we were questioning the whole time, is this actually happening? You know, is, is uh, you know, Henry's mum, has she got Alzheimer's or is she time travelling? question yeah you know it was an, in- it was an interesting it was intriguing question and it was subtle in, in season yes. one it wasn't you know it was slow and it was enough that yeah. we wanted i wanted in the mystery box i didn't want yeah. to just get on with it and, um, and look by the time we got to episode nine last season some of it had fallen down a bit because um some people weren't happy with the supernatural direction in which it actually went fine i get that but this yeah. time they've gone all in by episode six onto a supernatural storyline which is very hokey in my good opinion good word and true hokey nice shonky 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 um so the one interesting thing we do see in this is that um there's a particular cof- coffin that belongs to somebody called amity um who aced was a my love my prophet my who mm. knows what something else uh, and then basically says he's gonna put her soul in annie um and, and that's what we learn from there uh, but yeah. elsewhere, um, well, actually, I mean, I'm Len. Do you know? Do you know anything about this? Like, I could, no, I didn't catch the surname, and it made no sense to me. I, you are the resident Stephen King uh, knowledgeable fan, Lucy. I know you are too, and I have my with our knowledge all put together, we seem to have a good covering of all Stephen King. I don't know what this is. Um, I can only think of the done... Amityville Horror. Yeah, same. Maybe. Which is even Stephen King. No, I, yeah. I just wasn't a fan of it. Um, I wasn't a fan of them chatting around. The line of the guy, uh, the brother, Chris, I think it is, who says, oh, what's the wine like here? I was like, come on, man, that's that's bad. <laughs> I'm <laughs> French, you know, so I this like wine. Ah, this is vino. Constantly drinking wine yeah. in French. I was like, yes, the wine will definitely be better. It's 400 years, you know, we've got more processes to make it taste better. Uh, garbage. Um, oh, total garbage. Utter. It's like being back in The Walking Dead in season eight. Mm. Um, so elsewhere, Rita arrives in Castle Rock uh, on a bus. Quick. She has yeah. not spared any time jumping no, over there. Quick. So she turns up. Yeah, she turns up at the uh, the trailer park um, and goes to speak to Chance uh, because uh, that's his phone number we came up across. And um, Chance is, she's having none of this. As Lucy said, she ain't a knock. She can tell she's like a cop coming around asking questions about her mate. Yeah, well, you know, refuses to give up any information and then shuts the door on her. Um, Reese turns around, we pan back to find Annie leaving the house, absolutely shitting herself, mm. running around the back, mm-hmm. trying to get back in and find her lockbox. But it is gone. Um, I genuinely wanted Rita to catch her out there and then. Yeah, it is that scary thing. Oh, fuck. Look who that is. Oh, God. And Annie's face. Like, yeah. th- I've got to say, Lizzie Kaplan, I-, I know that we've gone a bit back and forth about how- whether we give a monkey is about her story or not. I do. Um, but I think her acting is on point, man. Like, yeah, she's, she's so a good. good. Actress. She's just having to do the same thing again and again and again. There's not much variety in this story for her or Annie. Mm, maybe. I mean, Len, what do you think about, like, Rita turning up? Very surprised that it happened this episode. I. Like Lucy said, what are they going to do for another four episodes? That is goo what people. concerns me a little Drinking bit. Drinking wine. Like, <laughs> We're yeah. all going to become goo people through the television, like the yeah. gooey version of The Ring. 
yeah i mean the rita stuff and we'll talk about more of the end of the episode when we get there but you know i really like the end of the episode um but i want to see more rita um i really liked her turning up i like her character and i'm happy that that she saved this episode to be honest (laughs) to be honest with you um but but i really like her and her turning up just goes with the accelerated pace this season even though we had a slow week last week with the bottle episode it feels like they are not afraid to take giant leaps forward with the story which i guess is very confident because they must have some some stuff saved up for the last four episodes you know and i think len you and i said this in episode three when it was just two of us and we'd done that like big kind of power through marathon of the first three episodes that everything was moving really quickly they must have something massive coming i Mm. still feel like that but i'm less confident i think yeah i think it's just gonna be more time wasting to be honest and more just everybody's moping around with no real direction Mm. sounds like life possible yeah castle rock is a metaphor for life (sighs) poor old castle rock relentless and then it ends well, don't worry because everyone up at the uh, the Marston house having a great time drinking really good wine. Mm. Uh, so Chris wakes up. He's after his, his goo bath, sleepy dead thing, uh, and he's hanging out with Ace, who, as you rightly said, Lucy, looks like some kind of weird priest, preacher man, preacher yeah. man, something or else. Um, so him and Ace talk about the work they've got to do, how much more is left to achieve, um, and they go back down to the basements to wake up their little newbies. Um, and one of them, they open one and he's like, oh, I'm going alive again. Mm. I don't know what's happening. And then um, old real estate lady goes over to open the other coffin. Uh-oh, there's nothing in there. That was good. See, that was that a good, was good like, wasn't oh, something slightly different has happened. Oh, good. Yes, continue. <laughs> Please continue. Um, so we'll skim over that a little bit, but we'll keep with um, escaping goo because we suddenly see Nadia um listening to a voicemail from abdi and uh, out of nowhere boom uh gooey escaped corpse lady smashes right to the side of her car jump scare that was a bit jumpy i knew this was going to happen uh only because when the two innocent people were walking towards uh, their house and before they got murdered and he was like oh i can't wait to get my job back at shawshank i was like okay cool and then she Dead. was like she was like, oh, just buy me more pills. I need more pills to be sane or something. Some stupid dialogue like that. <laughs> um, but I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoy this. But uh, the moment she said about the pills, I was like, oh, right. So this, the future storyline is Annie's going to die. But because she's taking <laughs> lithium, she's going to be okay when she's resurrected. Do you know what I mean? Well, so... well spotted. What was the other omen that you might have spotted in that scene at Lucy? Next to the right hand side of the door. Bug. Bug. Always bug on the bugs. Wall. Yeah. Always yeah. the bug on the Always wall. Always the bugs. Yeah. I didn't see that coming and I thought that I actually think that's relatively alright. Um no, I think it's fine. Like I like I like I like the idea of them taking the, the idea that if you're slightly unhinged or if you're suffering suffering with some sort of problem, you're taking like lithium or medication, which ties into Annie's story, that you're not gonna be a goo possessed goo person. Yeah. So I quite the like goo that. You can't take Yeah. No. As later on, our actual preacher tells us. Um, but Nadia, Dr. H, being the good Samaritan she is, takes her into the hospital um, where everyone's like, I don't know what the hell's happened here. Um, and adds a little bit about how she's you know, very depressed and takes a lot of medication. Mm-hmm. And then to, to further add to the mystery of such, uh, she's got two blood types. And so, the yeah. nurse went, that's weird. 
Right. No, it's not weird. You've made a mistake. That's not normal. You can't have two blood types. That nurse, do we think she's a, a bug goo lady? Bug goo lady. Yeah. She definitely is. Yeah. She looks yeah. Definite, weird. Definite gooer. She's a gooer. gooer. Um, Proper gooer. So that clearly what that means is that... And now, well, okay, so here's the question. So when you get bug goo corpse reawakened, mm-hmm. um, does the bug that takes over your body get rid of all your blood and make it just theirs? And that's why she's got two. I feel like it merges your DNA a bit. And because we were only halfway through, it hadn't quite happened. So it's like, how she's got two. Maybe. So I think mm. it kind of, some of your, di- some of their, I mean, that's the only thing that makes sense otherwise, really. Um mm-hmm. They must be just replacing your insides yeah, or merging your with DNA them. Your yeah. DNA is merged with theirs and theirs takes over yours. And then if you get interrupted halfway through, you've got two. We're getting all scientific in the in the podcast, yeah, are we? I, know. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Dr. Lucy says. So what happens when you do the same podcast, guys? You've got uh, Dr. H, <laughs> you've got Dr. Luce, Dr. M, yep. Dr. Len. We're just here. Yeah. We're on call. Doctors I don't, are in the house. I don't think anyone wants anybody apart from Dr. H doing anything medical to them, quite frankly, just to let you know. Mm. Um, speaking of Dr. H, she so she's like, what the fuck? She's going to have two blood types? It's ridiculous. Goes back to find her. Oh, she's missing. Yeah. Because uh, somebody has taken her back to the Marston house. But don't worry about that because this is where things actually start to get pretty interesting. So while this is all happening, uh, Joy is, is uh, she's in a group home now, isn't she? Thanks, Dr. Mm. H. Yeah. Safest place for her, apparently. Yeah. Allegedly. Um, or is it? Because um, Annie comes up to go and visit her. And she says, um, well, I'm sorry, she's she's visiting with her mother. And we're all like, what the fuck? Why aren't you vetting who you're talking to? Oh, yeah. I'm her mother. Come straight through. Like, you don't even know who these people are and you're letting them nope. through. Joy doesn't know Rita. She goes, oh, yeah, it's my daughter. Okay, come through. Don't need to see any ID. No security it's whatsoever. Fine. Um Len, what did you think about the meeting between Joy and uh, Joy slash Evangeline and Rita? Yeah, this is this is where the episode starts getting good um, because I just love the i I love the story of what happened. I know that you guys said it was obvious last week or whatever, but it doesn't matter that it's obvious. They tell the story well, and they told the story well last week. Um, I uh, this was a little surprise where she was like, "Oh, she's meeting with her mother." And I was like, "Ah, oh, this is game over for Annie, obviously." Um, how can she come back from this? Uh, somehow she does. But uh, this little meeting was, was was quite tragic in a way. I kept looking at Rita's face and waiting for the moment that she would break down because I can only imagine the pain and suffering she's been through for all of those years to finally be in front mm. of her daughter and for her daughter to, you know, essentially reject her in that moment was actually very heartbreaking to see and I thought the acting was very good here from the actress who plays Rita I, I actually really applaud yeah. her for it because I, I was like oh, when's she gonna break down when's she gonna break down and it's only subsequently at the in the hotel room when she downs the vodka that you see it's all gone to shit so um oh, yeah. I really liked I, it I do, I do think that there's a point where you have to understand why Joy reacted the way that she did and Lisa I think you mentioned this earlier I think Rita went in a bit heavy-handed here mm just going in no I'm your mother never mind I'm just going to explain everything to you in 10 minutes yeah. and now you're going to come home with me yeah I'm here for you it's like right well can you give me some time because it's a lot to take on board as much as Annie you know has had her problems as a mother she's been the one that's been there for joy all this time and that is her mum and you don't have to give birth to someone to be their mother you know she's more of a mother to her to joy than Rita has been through no fault of Rita's own no but she needs to take a bit of time to understand that and you know 
maybe I'm acting like I'm an expert, but if she just like reached out to her rather than being so insistent, like, no, you've got to come home with me, um, then she might have got a different result. I guess it's quite an urgent situation, though. You know, her, from her perspective, Annie is a murderer. And yeah, it's true. She's trying to save this girl from her. So it, she had to go all in, in my opinion. And also it's very hard to not go all in when you've been looking for someone for 15 years, you know? It's true. But it was never going to... Joy was never going to be like, oh, okay, stranger from the cool. outside. okay. There's no proof of now. this either. There's literally no proof of what you're saying. And, and I get where, you, where you're coming from as well, Len. I think just, just personally, there's the feeling of like, whoa, this is way too much all at once. And that just kind of pushes back to the, the, the rushing, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so after this, and, and I'm not taking the mickey, but... Uh, Joy's crying over a sandwich. We've all been there. Rita's crying over some vodka. We've all been there. Um, And Annie's writing a letter. Don't do that as much, but yeah, everything else. No, I mean, that's that's something I do much less often. Um, But uh, this is quite interesting. So, I mean, this this comes back later. Um, And we we then find that Rita goes back to visit Joy the next day. Joy's not there. Um, They don't know where she is. I don't know what this home is doing when it comes to security. It's very disappointing. Mm. Uh, Turns out that Chance has uh, kidnapped her. Well, willingly, from Joy's part, to go and meet Annie in the woods because she wants to talk to her. Now, I'm not going to talk too much about what happens in this scene. Um, so Annie gives gives Joy the letter and, and, and really opens up about some serious home truths. Uh, I loved this scene. Yeah. I thought the good. two of them were amazing. I thought Annie's real, like, there was almost a moment of, like, clarity and sanity where she went, I'm not normal yeah, and she knows that, and she's fighting against it for joy. And I think I thought it was quite a beautiful um, conversation, but incredibly painful to to watch. Yeah, um, I mean, Lisa, how did how did this make you feel? Yeah, it was very well done, and um, I think Joy was was really the the part was played really well by the actress. Yeah, it was it was emotional, and it, yeah, like you say the clarity for both of them. Like Joy can finally say what she wants to say to Annie, and Annie can. And finally be honest. And when she's saying, oh, you know, you thought they were both bad. That's why you you killed them. Then you were going to kill me. And she's like, no, they weren't bad. Like she kind of acknowledges Mm. that's not why I I did it. It was, you know. I'm not normal. Yeah. There's there's almost two parts of her that she, you know, she can't control the one. She's always trying to kind of push back down, really. I mean, Len, Len, what do you think of this and and the letter that that Annie wrote for Joy? Um, They've made Annie Wilkes a very sympathetic character which I find Mm -hmm. is an achievement in itself have they made her and this is a question for you guys have they made her too sympathetic because for me you know we're rooting for her you know quite a lot like we're not really like against her so I also rooted for Dexter so like yeah I killer. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that <laughs> when you think about misery, you hate the woman. Like you, you, you are terrified. And now we've got we've gone so far the other way that they're two completely different characters in my mind. Um, Is that maybe we, the danger of giving somebody a backstory? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, that's what a lot of people had a problem with the Joker for, for example, the latest iteration of Joker because. Yep. It gave a backstory to a character who didn't 
necessarily need a backstory. I mean, I disagree. I thought it was actually an excellent film. But I don't know. I like the scene. I like the way it was shot. I like the way it was acted. I like the way, uh, you know, it was written. Um, so I've got nothing wrong with it. I just wanted to know if you guys think they've gone too far with Annie's character the other way. Yeah, I think they probably have. I think I agree with you. Because what's the point of even having Annie Wilkes as the main character if she's not mm-hmm. even going to be that kind of protagonist? Because I've said before, she's just someone that's mentally unwell that needs her meds. She's yeah. made mistakes in the past. She's trying to do her best, right? Why is that a Stephen King character, really? Why is that the focus of this show? That's how I feel. So, yeah, I agree then. Yeah, I, I think there is an element of that. But at the same time, how... I don't know if we would have been so engaged with this season if we weren't connected to Annie. I haven't been yeah. connected to her though, really. I, I, well, I think me I think, the, I think the season started off with that level of intrigue uh, about her character because we were getting the little visions that she had about her father and the typewriter and all of that, and we were like, okay, when is Annie gonna become Annie? And now I think that's just not going to happen that that sort of element of when is mm. she going to turn into Annie Wilkes uh, it's quite evident to me now that there isn't going to be that moment there's not going to be that Darth Vader moment you know where well, Anna maybe, because goes across four, to the dark side we've got four episodes left Len and they've they've killed off Rita who could have been mm. an antagonist for Annie well so, have they oh, have they well. have they well again um, you know she survived that wound before I think there's four there's four episodes left and we could still see that for Annie. I have no idea what it is, whether it's the goo or, I mean, you, you would think what's going to, what's the one thing that could happen that could turn her truly evil and that would be losing joy. But yeah, I mean, mm. who knows? Mm. Well, uh, maybe some of this, it, of what happens in the rest of the episode might give us some kind of movement towards that. Um, so Joy goes off with uh, with Chance and, and Annie goes home and she walks in and opens the door and I genuinely thought it was Ace at the table. Bloody Ace again. Um, but it's not, it's Rita. Rita's sitting there, she plays a voicemail from Joy, basically saying, thanks for telling me everything and coming to see me, but you're not my mum, I need you to go away now. Thanks, but no thanks. Um, and, uh, and then she makes a big noise and a big song and dance about putting this massive gun, wherever she got that, I don't know, onto the table. Um, and then ushers Annie out the door and into the woods. Mm. And this is where shit really starts to go down. Um, so she's wandering her through the woods. We've we've gone through like listening to Annie's letter and a bit about Chris and Nadia and and, and more wine from the goo people. I love it. And um, and just before we come back to Annie, uh, the the reading of of the notes she gave for Joy says that um, it's closed off by saying that she'll always be her number one fan. Mm. Yeah, love wherever that. she is uh, so Joy runs home uh, finds the house empty I thought I was quite sad you know what I felt found really sad actually going back a bit with Annie and Rita when Rita says I didn't I didn't know whether or not basically I didn't know whether or not you you killed her as well yeah so we've you think mm. about it in the build up to this as oh god she spent 15 years looking for her daughter it's like no, she she doesn't even know if her daughter's alive. No. That is unbearable. That, so fifteen horrific. years wanting to know what happened because to her daughter. Because she killed her dad, Annie. She killed. She thought she killed Rita. So why wouldn't she? And she was going to kill. Well, Angeline. that was her intention. So she, this woman has had to live for those years, wondering whether her her baby is even alive. Like that's horrific, and that was so sad. Yeah, this is where the episode takes a strong leap uh, towards the three blueberry mark. Because uh, it, it, mm. it, this was great. 
like you said, thought it was going to be Ace. It's not Ace. It actually had me uh, fooled as well. And it was Rita. And she's off the wagon. You know, she's been drinking yeah. again. Something that we know she hasn't done for four years. I uh, love the confrontation. I'll tell you how I thought this was going to play out. Um, I thought this... Hmm. Well, I thought... That, well, I thought this was going to play out like Annie was going to die this episode. And then she would be found by Ace and yeah. taken to Coffin Same. World, mm. which she would be resurrected <laughs> in theme park because ever. she's she, yeah because she's on the lithium and she wouldn't be turned to the possession side. Um, and it didn't go that way, and that shocked me because I was so certain it was very heavy-handed this episode. So I was like, "Ah, oh, they've essentially told us how Annie is going to survive this, which I'm sure she will in future episodes." Uh, but the confrontation in the woods was uh, lovely stuff and Annie looked like she was genuinely terrified uh, that she was going to die so I thought she was going to oh, die I mean I, I didn't really know where this was going to go so I've seen Rita kind of like frog marches her into the woods and forces her to get to on her knees and uh, Annie does it unrealistic as well I thought yeah I get what you mean so you're just going to leave Joy on her own like she doesn't um, want to come with you. You're just going to kill the only mum she's ever known. Well, as far as she knew, Joy was in the home. And I mean, Rita's had a bit to drink now. So mm-hmm. clearly that's an uh, issue. And and did you guys get vibes of season one of Castle Rock here? Like Henry marching the kid through the woods, pointing a gun at him. Uh, oh, and yeah, this was... I did not. But now I do. Yeah, I totally got season one vibes. I was like, oh, right. We're watching the season one finale again, are we? Um, <laughs> reminded me of that a little bit. Well, it's funny because um, I mean, it's not funny, but it's interesting because when um, when Rita's like holding the gun at Annie's face, Annie grabs a handful of sand and throws yeah. it in her eyes, which is a classic. Bam! The sand in the eye. Uh, but when she she then runs off and she runs and falls down this um, path, which I thought just looked like um, Pet Cemetery, just made me think of the little path to Pet Cemetery, mm. which is really good. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so Rita catches her up, and uh, and they're stood there. And it looks like she's about to shoot her in the face. And then Joy turns up and, and you know, uh, she's here for mum, just shouts, mum, and then injects Rita with Again, the uh, suicide emergency drug. I loved it. I thought it was great. It's very convenient. It's very convenient. I mean, I love it. Um, how the hell has Joy or Evangeline found these two in the woods that quickly? It just didn't Maybe make the sense past is me. just behind the house. But I ignore. <laughs> the convenience and I say I liked it I've watched something else this week where and I'm I'm not going to spoil what it was I feel like this week when I've been podcasting because when I did the podcast on Watchmen there was a lot of baby stuff going on and I've watched two things this week which were around babies and were disturbing and I was like what is going on and then this week with Castle Rock the gun falling on the floor and shooting someone I literally watched something the other day where that happened and I was like what is going on (laughs) Um, very it's obvious to me it was going to happen it's called uh, the Bade Minoff effect Len. yeah I'm just gutted uh, that Rita got shot here um, yeah well, I, I am and I'm not what I really funny enough and this will go back to like the conversation we had about last week's episode is that that moment where you're seeing all of their faces in agony and disbelief and shock I wish they'd ended it there and I didn't know who'd have been shot mm. I really that would have mm-hmm. that would have not, notched like us up Ruth Bolton Ramsey Bolton yeah. mash-up in Game yeah. of Thrones, yeah. who stabbed who. It would have been, like, I, th- I think that would have given it su- an even bigger edge, um, this I last think, scene. Yeah. Imagine if it was Joy that got shot yeah. here 
I thought it uh, was. That would have been better. How, how strong that would have been yeah. as a ending to the episode. And not only that, to have Rita and Annie maybe come together uh, in this form of grief in somehow and defeat the forces of evil in the next few episodes or something. You know, this felt oh, John, like a yeah. miss... It felt like a missed opportunity to kill Rita. I hope she's not dead, to be honest with yeah, you. I hope she's not I dead. I think she deserved better. And I think to rush it all through in one episode, mm. after everything she's been through, um, it's, it's too much, really. We've got, like I keep saying, harking back to it, four episodes left. Yep. We've, she's only been in two episodes. And she's kind of mm. really the, like, what's the word? Catalyst for a lot of it. Because... Yeah. Mm-hmm she's where that's where joy comes from and that's the only reason that yeah. annie wants to stay alive is because of joy and i think to get rid of her like that um in quite a clumsy way literally and figuratively it's just <laughs> she deserved better i've got a question for you guys so um while rita's walking her through the through the woods and we see a little bit of joy as well um we see flashbacks of um annie and rita together when they were having yeah. a really good time Sad. whose flashbacks do you think they were rita's Rita's flashbacks are of uh, a time when they were getting on, I think, because she's got to make the big decision here. The big decision is hers to make. Do I shoot this mm. woman? Mm. Um, so she's trying to persuade herself not to do it. Um, and, and that's why I think she's she's thinking of those flashbacks. Good point. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Len. I think, I think the same. I, th- I think for a moment I was wondering if it was partly kind of both of theirs. Her thinking, how could it have got to this and how could I have done... Yeah, Annie thinking, how could it have got to this and how could I have done the things I did? And, and Rita thinking, how can I do this when we still had all of this? But difficult. Um, and uh, the scene was brilliant. I thought the three of them were fantastic together. Great chemistry. Um, it was really well done, really well shot. And then the police turn up and um, everybody's looking really confused and Annie just throws her arms out, covered in blood. How did the police turn up? gunshots outside a trailer park yeah that gunshot yeah, was like true. three seconds prior to them turning up eh. sorry i'm the like reality police here again yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not realistic it's important that annie sacrifices herself here you know that's quite a big move yeah. for her Huge. not to not to run so uh i'm interested to see where the, where the show goes in the next four episodes after that little cliffhanger Definitely, and I think we've um, we've clearly got a lot to come. Yeah. Uh, it could be good. It could be gooey. Who knows? Um, yes, but that's very gooey. Pretty much <laughs> that. Pretty much covers the um, the episode proper. Um, so I think, unless there's anything else anyone wants to discuss, it might be time for King Corner. I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum, red rum. Hello, it's King Corner, and uh, yes, this is the same voice. I get to host the whole episode today. It's great fun. Um, this episode was unfortunately a little light on Easter eggs, um, but I spotted some corkers here. Mm-hmm. I've so, got a few. Good. Well, let me, I'll do mine first, then you get to chime in yep. then. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> at the beginning of the episode, when um, Magic Google pulls up the name of the person oh, that Google. owns a phone number, what is the name of that person, Len? 
Le Chance. Le Chance. Yes. Georgia Le Chance or Le Chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is obviously namesake to Gordy Le Chance from the body. Yeah. Stand by me. Yeah. Um, and I can't believe none of us got that hint with um, the fact that she was called Chance the whole way along. She looks yeah. a lot like Will Winnie Wheaton. Yeah. Well, uh, Will Willie. Will Willie Wheaton. <laughs> if you if you look up a picture of um, Will Wheaton as Gordy in the in Stand by Me, and look at the hair, it is Georgia LaChance's hair. Yeah, like, and obviously Georgia. that's a great tie in. That's a great tie in character for Ace Merrill as well. Yep. So. It's good that they're sort of linked this season in some way. I like that. Yeah, I really liked it. And when it it jumped up, I was like, oh, great. A really good Easter egg. Um, And uh, the the other one that I really enjoyed, which is very subtle, and I wonder if uh, Lucy can see my notes. So, Len, I wonder if you picked up on this. So, we haven't really talked about it, but at one point, a uh, social services guy turns up at the door. And uh, and his name is is what? Uh, Steve Bannerman. Which, yes. uh, you know, is the is the fateful former chief of police prior to Pamborn who gets killed by Cujo, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, Rough. But he, but he is the sheriff in Needful Things as well. He is and, indeed. And um, it's uh, just nice to hear his name. It's interesting that they've decided to give him the role of social security worker and not sheriff of Castle Rock. So that was weird. Uh, just a little I think that was just something for the fans do you reckon they were doing this week and they were like oh there's not enough references in this week so we'll just we'll call the social worker Steve just Bannerman pick out some names mm. why not yeah. let's just name some people after people that Stephen King wrote about because the story doesn't link in um, and the only other thing that Lucy and I were talking about uh, earlier was that the gooeyness is a, and the kind of taking over of the minds is a little bit like the Tommyknockers, except that these people, instead of wanting to make inventions, they want to drink wine. Yeah, more relatable. Yeah, true, true that. I, I mean, the Tommyknockers is very tacky. I mean, not the book. The book's actually okay. But the, um, the, 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 the TV show that we've covered is very tacky. And He's awful. Goo people is very tacky too, so they kind of are similar in that yeah. way as well. All ticks along. Uh, Len, are there any others that I missed that you picked up on? No, I, I'm just glad you picked up on Bannerman. <laughs> no. to be honest with you. I, I had Bannerman. Of course I picked I up Bannerman on Bannerman. Was... Yeah, I know, but you never know. There's a chance. It might slip through the cracks. It didn't, <laughs> so well done. Thank you very much. Um, well, I think uh, if we've got nothing else for King Corner, Len, can I hand over yes. to you? To give us some, some lovely listener feedback, please. Yes, I have the reins once more. Uh, not in charge this week, Emery's, but I'm in charge of feedback. And that is, some say, the heart of the podcast. Because that is where you can get in touch with us and let us know what you're thinking. So you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts and theories. Who's done okay. that this week, then? Well... Just going to say. So Tara has this to say about some of the uh, references of last week and the turtle that we know we have talked about and how, uh, you know, I'm obsessed with Maturin, the the giant turtle that is a god. And John knows I am because I talk to him about it all the time. But she's had this to say. Uh, So I'm going to say both King and Pratchett took their turtle gods from Native American cultures. Hoppy Indians have folk tales of the earth being on the back of a grandmother turtle. Also, the Anishinaabe or the Ojibwa tribes call North American call North America Turtle Island 
and have a fable similar to the Noah story, but the animals remake the earth for people to live on. So, thank you for that, Tara. It's uh, actually extremely interesting. And we know how Stephen King loves Native American culture because he includes a lot of it into his, his works. And that is why he's probably chosen Maturin as the sort of powerful god-like creature that he is right yeah yeah well played tara very, nice feedback very tara. love a bit of native folklore yeah so thanks for that tara uh we have some feedback on how the season is going from todd he has this to say hey everyone i was very encouraged and look forward to a fast-paced and compelling season after the first three episodes were aired they were paced fairly well and kept alive by great performances by Kaplan and Robbins. I think that's fair. There were certain aspects of the writing that felt a bit on the nose, but overall, I loved the direction it was going. I agreed with you all. The first three episodes had that much happen that they had a hell of a season in store. So he gave the first three episodes four blueberries as an average. Okay. Ooh, yeah. uh, nice epi- episode four was one of the worst paced episodes in the series dating back to last year. I found a common <laughs> yeah, trend true. with these with these last three episodes. Since the first three, the character decisions aren't just dumb, they're clearly just to get us to certain plot elements that does not feel at all natural. Two blueberries. Mm-hmm. So we've dipped dipped here. Yeah, that's what I would have given it as well. Yep. Episode five, definitely the best of the three with killer performances from young Annie, Annie's dad, and even Rita, played by their respective roles. Uh, again, this episode has some really stupid decisions and dialogue straight out of a modern soap opera. A troubling sign, uh, too, was that after five minutes of this episode, at least when Rita was introduced, I called the ending. Uh, extremely predictable, but however, because it was all well acted and stuff, four blueberries. Now, John had the same problem with knowing the ending of last week's episode. Uh, I disagree because I actually think if you're going to tell something, it doesn't matter if you know the ending. Uh, tell it well uh, and they told it well in my opinion as I know that you guys agreed with me over there right that it was I a, definitely it was agree good... with you on that yeah, yeah. it was very yeah. good um, episode 6 so this is fresh hot off the press take Ooh, on oh, this wow. episode this episode just pissed me off the acting was all <laughs> over the place the acting was all over the place the French undead storyline is intriguing but way 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 too visible I agree with that what made the kid intriguing last year was how they utilise him. The whole Ace storyline is almost silly at this point. I understand that this idea was probably already committed to, but it's way too close to Stranger Things Season 3, which we have said several times. At no point was I on the edge of my seat. The ending was extremely predictable. The fact that Joy somehow found Annie and Rita, even after Rita Rita took her deep into the woods and loaded gun somehow goes off to kill Rita, was just so over the top. Would have been more effective if it killed or shot Joy. This is exa- I haven't read this, guys. I'm just saying it would have killed or shot Joy, which is exactly what we said. Also, if you don't think that that cop can find, uh, can't find them, isn't the undead minion cop? You're crazy. Oh uh, yeah, very good. Ooh, I didn't so even that think is, of that. JJ so Abrams' is, mate. Yeah, yeah, JJ Abrams' mate, and he's given that two blueberries. Uh, and I have oh, to say, okay. I was with, Harsh. I was with. I was with Todd on this until the last 10 minutes because I actually quite enjoyed them. He says, overall, the storyline is predictable and sadly seems like they have written themselves into a corner. Also, the fact that Tim Robbins has been absent for two episodes is dumb. Thanks for everything. Really enjoying the podcast. Nice note to end on with that one. Um, thanks, oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, so thanks for that, Todd. 
that was a, a very good detailed take on the season. I'm sorry that you're not enjoying it as much as, I mean, I think we're we're enjoying it more than you, uh, but we do have our issues. That is why we're <laughs> Castle Rock critical. We are allowed to be critical uh, and we are being. Next, uh, Elizabeth has, has said this about the podcast. Great coverage as usual. Emma, John and Lucy. So that's referring to you guys last week. Well done. Good job. Um, predictable as it went along. This is about last week, uh, but still powerful watching it play out, which is what we were saying. Yeah. Um, Joy is Annie's sister. I didn't see that coming. Uh, I mm. loved the Lunchbox Smackdown too. So <laughs> that, Thanks, Elizabeth. Know. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. I mean, that was a, it was a good episode last week, wasn't it? And I think... It, you can really see how good an episode it was when you put it up against episode four and episode six, yeah. which is sandwiched between, right, guys? Shame. And that's it. That's it for feedback this week. So uh, if you Thanks, do want to get in touch with us, you, you can e- yeah, you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail dot com. That is fancriticalpodcast at gmail dot com or. Get in touch with us on the social media channels. Right, Emma? That's correct. We are at FanCriticalPod on Twitter, Fan underscore Critical on Instagram, and just FanCritical on Facebook. And uh, if you would like to keep supporting us even more, not just giving us your feedback, we have got something quite magical called a Patreon. Um, so you can uh, come and join us as an official blueberry, uh, anywhere from uh, a f- couple of bucks to support us up to uh, getting yourself involved in commissioning or guesting on a podcast. So if you are interested and you have got a few bucks to spare and you want to support us, then do go to uh, patreon.com forward slash fan critical. Um, but that is it for this episode of Castle Rock, The Mother. We will uh, be back in some fan critical, castle critical shape or form next week to cover episode seven which last season was somebody's favorite so uh, yes. all on tenterhooks to see if this Guess will who's. also be a corker <laughs> for season two um so uh, over there on the upside down mr hype man would you like to say goodbye yes goodbye everybody i'm going to go into my goo coffin now and come back uh drinking red wine and in a much sort of positive more positive outlook on on life really oh i'll take that sounds all right (laughs) um and lucy my love would you like to say goodbye too goodbye i'm not going to a coffin or drinking any red wine so no sad times for me i hate red wine i'm not going to a coffin i'm going to get on a train and go home to my cat um that is a coffin in some ways <laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. It's been a pleasure, and we will see you all next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.